0: thank you that tonight you are baptizing us with realities Father, let no one be left behind let the everlasting train of Zion bring us to the pinnacle of encounter and let your name be exalted in all the nations by us even in jesus precious mighty name and everyone here shouts a praise hallelujah Hallelujah. amen hallelujah it's such a blessing to be back and i know that god has something special for us tonight Let me borrow the words of Dr. George. He says, when Pastor T introduces you, you really feel like you're a man of God. (laughs) Very wonderful things he said about me. Everything he said about me is the same about him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Are you ready for the Lord? Praise the Lord. Amen. All right. So, tonight, I want to share with you on something the Lord has been ministering to me for a while now. And I believe that this is one of the prime places to share such things. Yes. Uh, the work of God, God is doing, Bible says he will cut it short in righteousness. It's a quick work. And the reason for that is, the Bible says in Isaiah 66, verse 7, He says, as soon as Zion prevailed, she brought forth her children. Who has seen such a thing before? Can a nation be brought forth at once? So there's a work God is about to do that a nation is going to be brought forth at once. At once. It's like we wake up in the morning and the nation is here. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And that is the working of God. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. All right. Can i share with you some visions i had so we can prepare ourselves now i had a vision and it looked like a person that was you know the picture looked like a a a person in a situation of a, a wild dog or a wild animal and the person was surrounded with a lot of people But these people were holding spears, um, pruning forks, and they were approaching the person. So the more they approached the person, the more they backed the person to a corner. So it's like the person was in a corner and didn't know where to pass or how to escape. They were stuck. And I asked the Lord what was happening and the Lord said to me, he says, this is the world and what the enemy is doing in the world a lot of you don't realize that everything the world is doing today is backing you into a corner you are unaware of the big picture you are locked up in when I'll marry, who I'll date so you can't see what is going on around you that you are being backed up into a corner and the bible says in scripture that the coming of the lord will be like birth pants that cometh on a woman all of a sudden please listen to me very well tonight because I have a message for you and I have an assignment from God and that assignment by God must be accomplished tonight I said it must be accomplished tonight praise the Lord so when I began to see this picture I was concerned then I heard a voice of the Lord tell me the church learned much but didn't learn a lot in the lockdown so ask God what was the meaning of that? He said there's much the church didn't learn during the lockdown. How of you know the spiritual reason behind the lockdown? <laughs> Father, help this generation. Because you see, if you keep measuring things on the surface, you will not see the picture that is being painted. You will not see the picture that's being painted. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, in Revelation chapter 13, the Bible speaks about the coming of the Antichrist. And the number of the Antichrist, the Bible says, the number of a man, 666. In the old Vulgate Bible, the Latin Bible, it is Kai Zai Zigma. And in that translation, he said that Antichrist will come in the name of Allah. He's coming in the name of Allah. Now, I want to show you something very serious. He will come in the name of Allah, Kai Zai Zigma. Those are the Greek alphabets that have the numerical value of 666. Now, the Bible also speaks about how this Antichrist will be received. Jesus said, you did not receive me, but he that shall come after me, you shall receive. Talking about the Antichrist. One of the things the church does not understand about the Antichrist is that they keep naming people who seem to be wicked to be the Antichrist. But according to scripture, for Israel to accept the antichrist as the antichrist he must be Jew he must have Jewish descent because if he has nothing to do with the nation of Israel then he is not the Messiah the reason why Israel will accept him as a peace mediator he will be seen as the prince of peace that is bringing peace to them is because you have Jewish descent but at the same time too, he is coming in the name of Allah and if you didn't know this this whole gaza Strip Palestinian border thing is one of the areas that are likely to produce the Antichrist. Because he will be a hybrid of both Palestine and Israel. Okay. I'm bringing your mind to something. <laughs> Yet he will be educated by Rome, by the secular system of training. Now, if this is going to be it, some people said COVID was the synthesis. Now, they say vaccine the but the mistake the church is making is we don't realize these are economic values preparing for the appearance of the man do not take what has happened in Afghanistan as a joke that the Taliban has returned it to power in charge of a nation do not take it as a joke it's a sign of many things to come but right now they are saying that let them fight themselves we'll prepare and they will not see us coming i'm I'm not here to scare you i'm here to let your eyes open because there's a system that is clear in scripture anytime we finish dealing with any battle in our life the next thing we fight is babylon babylon always appears after a great conquest so some of you probably you are pitching your tent near Babylon and you are not aware. You have become too comfortable for comfort. (laughs) Are you here? If you are here, where are you going to answer Jesus? Okay. Alright. Please, I have a message for you, so please really, really follow what I'm saying. Number two. (laughs) Revelations chapter 18 can we go there, verse 23? This is Mystery Babylon the Great. Can we all read together? I want to go. Shall we? Okay. For the merchants. For. Hallelujah. He said, one of Babylon's greatest power is sorceries. But in the Greek, the word sorceries is the word pharmakeia. So if you read it in transliteration, by thy pharmacies, were all the nations deceived. Hmm. Okay. I want you to soak. By the pharmacies, by drugs, by medications. Where all the nations deceived. I'm bringing your mind to something. Hmm. I want you to see the days you are You see, a lot of you don't know that I've been saying the time of his coming is closer than you first believed. Because, listen, we said it so many times during lockdown that this lockdown is dress rehearsal. We will go back to normal life, marrying and giving ourselves back into marriage. And there was no travel at the time. Now travel is escalating. And because people are locked down, people want to, it's like a bag. They call it travel fever. Everyone wants to travel somewhere because we've been locked down for too much. But this is in the scriptures. He said there's a deception coming by pharmacies and medications. You know what is going on in the world. I chanced on a document by World Economic Forum. And they had a chart. Delta was to be released in June. Then after that, Epsilon. Then Zeta. Every month, a new stream will come. But they realized that that program will not work. So they've jumped. They've brought Mu. So the new COVID vaccine, um, um, variant is Mu, And the date on it is supposed to be February 2022. So fast track the thing. And it's supposed to end at Omega in February 2023. Okay. Balabasha. <laughs> so people are watching, what are you talking about? <laughs> I wish you can understand what is going on now. I wish you can. Because the painful part is that the church does not have a revelation about this whole vaccine business. Well, I'm a microbiologist. And there's a certain science to it. So, my go today I put on my status that the vaccine is supposed to protect you from the virus, not unvaccinated people. Because <laughs> if you are not vaccinated, it's your own death sentence. It shouldn't be somebody's problem. Are we here? Are we together? In UK... And in the U.S., people's families are broken apart because some of their members, family members are not vaccinated. So they've decided not to talk to them again because of vaccination. I'm coming. It's a serious matter. My problem is not the science behind vaccination. My problem is not, I'm not pro-vax. I'm not anti-vax. I'm not pro-life. I'm pro-fet. So I'll say what scripture is saying. For our eyes to be open. Do do you understand what I'm talking about? So we are not caught unawares. We are not caught unawares. I'm just laying the facts as it is. In the history of the world, there has not been a period in time where nations have decided to make vaccination mandatory. So that if they make that law, if you don't understand what law means, legalization of this matter, it means it is criminal to be unvaccinated. It means if you are working and they see you, they ask you, where is your vac- vaccination document? You say no, they will jail you. And don't be lost and say that, uh, it's my workplace who are forcing us to vaccinate. If they succeed with the work, they will succeed with your leisure. And if they succeed with your leisure, then they can succeed with your human right to walk around the streets. They will have a tax force. For unvaccinated people. I don't have a problem with this. My problem is that just as we sit here, do you know every nation has an executive order that has not been resolved to lock down at any time? It means that the moment they bring a mandatory case into the choice of a person for a medication, they have entrenched the very tenets of human rights then it means that all the things you say are human rights, once they succeeded with your health, then they will succeed with your God. It will be a crime to worship. But you see, we don't see this because he says, the nations are going to be deceived with medications, with pharmacies. So my issue is not about the vaccination. Don't get me wrong. I don't have problems. That one, you need faith for it. It's another story altogether. But There's a deception coming. Can I can I go further? Okay. Revelation chapter 2, verse 18. I say, I'm a prophet. Me, I'm here to open the Bible to you and show you that. (laughs) I was telling Pastor that I was with Dr. George some days ago, and he made a statement. He said, God told him about three weeks ago that make maximum investment in this present time. So he said, he asked the Lord that is something coming that I have to invest, spiritual maximum investment now. Beloved, something is coming. And the Bible says that if the Lord does not cut, look, I believe too strongly that that scripture is true. That if the Lord does not cut the time short, Christians will give up. I'm telling you. The way God, the world is being designed, I'll show you why it's like that. Revelation 2.18. Can we read together one to go? To the angel of the church of in Titeria, right? These, the son of God, who hath... Uh Uh-huh. Next, 19. Uh Uh-huh. Verse 20. Look at this. Notwithstanding, I have a few things against you because thou suffered that woman Jezebel who called herself to uh my servants to commit and eat sacrificed unto now what's happening here now when you read this thing it throws you off to oh the spirit of Jezebel is coming no if you don't take care you don't read this thing well you'll be lost the problem with this statement is that If you read it in English, it throws you off because the word that woman changes the narrative. In the literal, the word that there is a possessive pronoun. So the original should read, thou sufferest your woman, Jezebel. So he's speaking of a woman that had conjugal relationship with the pastor of Titeria thou suffered your woman it means it is she's part of the church of Titeria and she's likely to be in fact Smyrna was headed by Polycarp; he was the bishop of Smyrna but we don't know the pastor particularly for Titeria but it's believed that this Jezebel person was maritally connected to the pastor of Titeria he said you suffered this your woman in fact the word the moment you see the word woman there is the word gune in the Greek but the moment they bring a possessive pronoun to it, your woman now translates your wife. So thou suffered your wife, Jezebel, which called herself prophetess. Now, let me give, just put into your perspective. You can Google it later and check about Titeria. In the city of Titeria, they were known for dye clothes. They were one of the cities in charge of fabrics and dyeing fabrics. Now, when you also check how this city operated by they had a very high commercialization value it means that they were a center of exporting dyed fabrics and because they were high economic center they had what we call guilds so if you go to Titeria at the time they had the guild of the dyeing factories but the thing this woman Jezebel did was she said you cannot do business without being part of a guild what you call a trade union now. In Ghana, it's not too... In America, they, they understand trade union, a company of workers that come together for their common good. So there's a guild for exporting or doing the dye business. A guild for that. And there were so many guilds in the city. But this woman, Jezebel, was telling the church people to join the guild. But when they entered the guild, the guild was a cover-up. Because the guild was not divinely ordained it had idolatry connected to it so he says in this guild to increase your status there are certain practices you must engage in that is why he says she has seduced them to cause my servants my children to commit idolatry and um, uh, adultery and fornication with other gods so to be in the guild there were certain things they had to do and if you don't subscribe to it are thrown out of the guild and when you are thrown out of the guild you lose your livelihood some of you don't realize that if a company now tells you vaccinate and you know that's what keeps you money so the first thing we'll do is call pastor pastor they say we should take vaccine that question tells you you have a problem with it hello but if you didn't have a problem You'll go straight away, but to send a text to pastor means you are ambivalent about that matter, so it means that you are not entering that decision of vaccination based on revelation of faith, you are entering it because if I don't take this, I will lose my livelihood. The vaccine might not have been a problem, but the issue is you just signed something in the spirit and you've told Satan, When I bring 666. Tell you you lose your job. You'll go for the mark. And y'all don't realize that Satan is cornering the church. There's a cornering process and we are not realizing it. And the day I found out that in Revelations 18, 23, apparently the deception of the Antichrist is not just worship. Medications and pharmacies is part of the worship, the, uh, the, the deceptive tool of Satan. Ah, so what then shall we do? Where will we go there? So then, the truth about faith, as it is real and true, is what must be activated now. Can I find a believer who, though you are working, doesn't rely on salary? So the day they threaten you with your job, hey, I, 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 I'm, I, I'm at the wrong place. Now, can I find a people? Who, when they pay you 5,000 CDs, your faith brings 15,000 extra. So that the day they tell you, you can't work here. Because they have put certain idolatrous things in the company that you bow to Krishna before you get salary. Can I get a person who will say, to hell with your cause. My faith can give me three times more I'm earning here. I need a people that will get to that place. Because if you didn't know, there's a generation coming that will cluster together all the powerful moves of God. A people who will be locked up in the caves and ravens will bring them bread. A people that will be in the wilderness and manna will fall one more time because there's an economic, ah, yeah, yeah. It's like I'm not preaching this thing. Listen, listen. If you didn't know when Jesus spoke about Mammon, Amongst all the matters he mentioned, he said, Mammon is a master. That is trying to fight my attention. And if you didn't know, the reason why the Antichrist matter is going to be subject to the spirit of Mammon, he says, so that when you take the mark and you don't take the mark, you can't trade. You can't do business. It tells you that before Jesus comes, one of the highest battles the church will fight is financial issues. This is the reason for the wealth transfer to the church. Because if it does not come to us, Satan will use money to make a lot of you collect are, are, you, are you following me here? And this is the time I need you to get there. Because you didn't realize that when you slept with that man to get a job, you were mechanizing your system to say, ah, if I slept, is it a mark? You broke your strategy of standing truth for God. But there are people who lost their hands they lost their heads and they look at the book at Nezah and say oh king we are not careful to answer you in this matter throw us in the fire we'll show you something here i came to call for a breed of people because what is coming we need real faith men. we don't need cosmetic christians this is shambarama 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 a little here, a little there. What is coming? It must be hotter. This is your Sunday you put on a nice trousers. And you walk up to church and you are looking good like you have done well. Something is coming to shake it. And if it's not true, we'll catch you. This year, you are hiding behind your pastor. What is coming? We we'll require that the real sons of God will stand up. And can I show you this? The Bible says in Romans eight verse nineteen, "For the next expectation of the creature waited for the manifestation of the sons of God." We caught this many times that creation is groaning, even now in our pains, that the people will show up. That will bring them into the glorious liberty of the sons of the life of God. The reason behind this statement, we often jump. He says, God has given us the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. And he said, because we have the spirit of adoption, verse 15 of Romans 8, he said, that spirit we have now received has made us heirs. And if heirs, then joint heirs with Christ. But we end there. Because he now says that if we have suffered with him, if so be that we suffered with him, then we shall what? Be glorified together. Then 18 now says, for we reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory to be revealed. It means the manifestation of the sons. It's not sons who have been living in your and luxury it is sons who have gone through suffering and people who didn't bow at calamity no read it in context we don't read it in context so we think then no it is sons who have gone through suffering he said if heirs then joint heirs and if joint heirs if so then we suffered with him so our sonship rights is acclimatized at the level of sufferings Jesus Christ. I want to preach this message well. And I want to bring you to perspective. I was in a meeting and they said, let's preach about the heartbeat of God. And I know a group says the heartbeat of God is evangelism. Another has moved from there, and we say heartbeat of God is discipleship. But I have a certain understanding about that. It's true. Evangelism, discipleship. But much more, the goal of discipleship is really God's heartbeat. Sounds at his level. So being a disciple is not a goal. Because he said the goal of every disciple is to be like his master. So God is not interested in you being the disciple for the rest of your life. He's interested that you grow in discipleship till you have the dimension of mastery. So you are also called a master. And if masters. Masters of what? Masters of what? <laughs> if your friend is sleeping, tell them you are not ready for what's coming. <laughs> <laughs> Let me even tell you what my message is about. Luke chapter 19, verse 13. Let me preach that one. Luke 19:13. Luke 19:13. It's the duty of a prophet to announce what is coming. And the Bible says, when Jeremiah announced what was coming, Israel was thinking he was joking. till Nebuchadnezzar entered. And he did everything Jeremiah said. Then, after doing it, Nebuchadnezzar had the audacity because scripture said, and God used Nebuchadnezzar as a servant. So he now asks, who, who prophesied these things? He said, there's one guy, we have put him in the dungeon because he kept pu- telling us bad things. He said, bring him out, let him go. So everybody was taken to captivity. Jeremiah was let to go free. So if a prophet does his job well, pay of trouble, he'll be walking free. <laughs> so tonight, I'm also going to make you a prophet to announce it wherever you are. That there's something coming and this is just dress rehearsal. If vaccination can make you tensed, as to how to decide your life. Then I wonder when census comes. It tells me that if vaccination can get us like this. I told them in church. In our fellowship. That the Lord told me 2021 is simulation. They are practicing something. 2022 they will opening the doors of what they were practicing all along. Because the church likes to. Once there is comfort. Oh it's gone. It's not gone. Mayadasha. Kobobosha. And he called his 10 servants and delivered them 10 pounds and said unto them, Occupy till I come. Say, Occupy till I come. That's what I'm preaching tonight. Occupy till I come. That's my message. And I took this message from what happened in Afghanistan. Mr. Biden decided to call the American troops out of America, out of Afghanistan. And when they were leaving, they left close to $8 billion worth of military accoutrement helicopters choppers m15s whatever you can think about they left it there for the taliban so taliban has american military ammunition and technology worth 8 billion dollars at their disposal taliban hmm. and the reason this happened was this they've been fighting a battle for 20 years and the reason why The Taliban has not been able to take over for 20 years since they found a way to get Osama out of town and found him wherever he was and killed him. It's because there were some people called the occupying army. God put us on earth to be his occupying army till the day he comes for ownership. So he told us we should occupy till he comes it means that as long as we are occupying when he shows up he will take the earth with ease but the occupying army has evacuated post because a lot of christians have forgotten that the earth is not our home it's a mission field imagine you are a foreign affairs worker and they dispatch you to the united states of america mission america is not your home the fact that it's comfortable doesn't mean it's your home. But a lot of people make it their home. Forgetting that one day, one day, you'll be sent back to your home. A lot of you have made earth your home. Forgetting that you are franchise denizens. You are heavenly citizens of that country which is above. Emmanuel's land, according to Philippians 3.20. And you are here on earth as a mission field. But you have transited... And you have made the mission field your house. Forgetting that one day when they are evacuating citizens, your home country will call you back. And so we don't know what God has given us. And we don't know the duties we must have. That's why we are allowing all sorts of things to come against us. Can, we, can you put 2 Timothy chapter, three, uh, chapter 2 verse 3 there for me? Let me show them something so that I get into the message proper. He said, therefore, what? Endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. Verse 4. No man that warreth entangleth. So this is the thing. The verb is war. Say war. It means that if I'm not worrying, I'll be entangled. It's a simple something. It's not complex. So stop asking questions. Why am I entangled in this world? You are not worrying. Any man that walks will not be entangled. It's a simple thing. No man that warreth entangleth himself. So Your entanglement is because you're not in war, you don't see this thing as warfare, it's playfair, it's a joke, it's a religious activity. Yes, you are just doing it. So, man of God, I went now to look for the word war, and i it's the same word I was using first Timothy chapter 1, verse 18 that thou might have wore a good warfare according to the prophecies. So, that word there's the word stratumai and stratiomai is a military general who has gone on an expedition with strategy and battle plan in his hand. That is strategy So he's saying that in First Timothy 1, your strategy in hand is the prophecies that have gone ahead of you. So when you are waging good warfare, you must make sure any prophecy you've received that you've recorded is in front of you whilst you are praying. Because that is your strategy for the fight. Hmm. but now he's saying something any man that strats your minds does not entangle what it means is this if I'm sent to work in WHO and I enter WHO with God's strategy WHO will never change my mind so the reason why a lot of you are entangled is because you don't understand why you have the car you don't understand why you are dating you don't understand why you married that girl Because you did it without the strategy of God in mind. That's why you're entangled. So if you understand why you are in the USA. If you understand why you are in Lagos, And it is a strategy by God. That I sent you to Lagos To set some people on fire. You can never be entangled. By whatever happens in that city. So if you go somewhere and say. Don't know why you're backsliding. Simple statement for you. Go find why God sent you there. That is the strategy so you know why you are there in the first place any man that has the strategy will not be entangled why are you dating? to feel good? you'll be entangled soon your, your relationship will not be different from a worldly relationship why are you married? for this cause it's not so that society will know that oh you are, you are 30 you are growing so it's a face of life so wearing no strategy you will see that your marriage will become worldly because it's entangled. There's no revelation, there's no strategy of God. But if you pray and you ask God, What is this thing about? God will tell you the woman you chose is for war. And you ask yourself, Why? He will tell you in the spirit, There are things I want to release on earth. If she marries another person, she will die at 30. But because she's with you, you will fight to keep her alive. So you understand that I'm not in your life for fun. I'm the reason why you are alive. <laughs> Somebody's not getting what I'm talking about. <laughs> so they don't fight there because you know that he's the sustainer. If I married another man, I would have died in the hospital. Stratioma. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, God could have found any virgin to give the baby to. But when he came, he found a virgin whose husband was wise. Because according to the Jewish culture, if the one you are betrothed to gets pregnant, she is tantamount to stoning. But with that revelation from God, Joseph purposed to put her away quietly. His discretion is the reason why Mary was chosen. The man you choose is the reason why God can entrust some ministries in your hand. Don't marry anybody for fun. Because some people are not discreet. So if you choose them, they can help you kill God's purpose. And God said, no, no, this man is too angry. He can't, he can't understand what I'm about to do. So it is because of Joseph. That's why Mary was likely considered. Because when he went through town, the other guys were brute. They had no self-control. He knew their anger would cause problem. So let me find somebody who can absorb this thing. You know, there are some men, when you cheat on them, they was like, oh, it's okay. That dish is cheap. You don't get to eat. You are finished. Like shadow. the sharp, the hint of it. Oh, yeah yeah yeah. Who even investigates? So imagine Joseph was that type of person. Before they even investigate, his God's child, he would have announced to the city, "Come and see. This guy is pretty anyhow. I suspect. Come. Ga- they will gather around. That's how Jesus would die. And if you didn't know, God was careful about Jesus' life before his time. Otherwise, he would have told him, "You're my son." you have all my glory stay here when Herod comes I will kill them no he said run sometimes God's agenda must run (laughs) I preach a message sometimes God's agenda must run (laughs) so if you understand the strategy of God you will not be entangled then what is it then how come today's church has reduced faith to marriage? Has reduced faith to a car? Has reduced faith to a miracle job? So that you see, because it's an idol, the moment it is gratified, your spirituality is compromised. Some people, as soon as they start dating, they can't pray again. As soon as they married, their fire is gone. Because the wish list has been ticked. As soon as the baby comes, lack of strategy. <laughs> as soon as you get that masters, ah, shababo shababa, pastor, you know this church church thing, ah, uh, you have us now, so you are telling us this church thing. You you lack revelation, because you see, if we make if we make the things that we use faith to get that the world does not need faith to get the item of our faith then we are the, of all men most miserable because they don't need to pray to marry they don't need to pray to have twins they don't need to pray to go to america so is it all you're sweating it's, a message. it's the reason why when you don't get it you go like your friend who is not spiritual like you is getting it so what is the goal of spirituality because it's an idol now you see you've made God a consumer God he's an ATM he must fulfill the buttons you pressed but if you understood what faith is faith is given not for a car not for a house not even for a miracle faith is not given for ministry Because without faith, it's impossible to please God. So faith is given to please God, not to get a car. So the reason for faith is to please God. So I need faith to please God. Then it tells me that the please I know, it's not the please he's talking about here. Erastio has to do with agreement. So without faith, it is impossible to be agreeable with God. Then if it's an agreement, then I can understand. The first time this word was used categorically in Emos 33, two can't walk together except they be agreed. No wonder when he was speaking about the testimony of a man who pleased God. It was a man whose compendium of life was he walked with God. So faith is for walking with God, not for getting a car. Faith is for walking with God. And why is it so? I bring you now to the purpose of creation. Now, a lot of you don't understand. Yeah, la madesh. Father, help me to do this one. Can I say this? I've been saying it for some days now, but let me say it here too. When revelation expires, religion begins. When revelation expires, religion begins. Your prayer life will become religious when you don't have revelation why you should pray. Communion will become a religious sacrament if you don't understand the revelation behind his blood and body. So you'll be offended that somebody took communion and the lamb vanished and you have been taking communion and nothing is working because revelation is the life of Christianity. If you lose it, you will enter religion. Why are you sitting here? If you are here because they say we should come, religion. But if you are in revelation, you have been praying things. You saw what God will do for you today. You saw God bringing you answers to a situation you have been dealing with for a while. That revelation will not make meetings like this a joke. You are grasping when others are joking. Pastor told you something, that when we go for meetings I'm writing. Because I'm not going to sit there and listen to a man because I've heard him before. We've been following for 15 years plus. One day I went to a program, they said, what are you writing that you has not said before? I said, it's not about that. The spirit is fresh. And God does not talk to people without pens. <laughs> hey, yeah, 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 yeah. How can you sleep as a prophet and there's no pen and book by your side? It means you don't want to hear anything. Yeah. If you want to hear, you get the pen and book. He said, write it down. He said, Daniel, this thing you you've Write it down and seal it in a book. So it means when I come to church, even if pastor is saying the thing that I've heard before, as I write, it will open. I'm like, ah! That's the thing he's saying, but I've heard it before. How come it's something different now? Because I came with my pen and paper to write. And even if you didn't know, psychologists say when you write, it sticks 90 times more. So some of you will feel like you are champions. You are just doing pictographic. <laughs> you are capturing the moment, man. Capture the moment. Yeah, capture that word. Capture it yeah, 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 Like, it's all in my head. Charlie, what do you preach here, yeah, talk plenty of things. Because <laughs> after preaching two hours, <laughs> and I'm saying a lot of things, if you're not writing, mm, alright, alright, I pray that that becomes someone's takeaway away message. Start writing. Number two, this faith that he says that is about pleasing God and walking with God and being agreeable with God, it's now stand from the beginning of all things in the book of Genesis. And I'm saying this to bring your mind to something. You are not brought to earth to marry, give birth, and die. Read what read in Luke chapter 19, verse 13. Occupy till I come. All right? Occupy what? Till I come. So God is expecting an occupying army. So how must that army look like? How must that army look like? You know it's that same army he says in Joel 2.25 that the years of the locust worm, the years of the camp, palmer worm, caterpillar worm, you see we quote it a lot of time. the Lord will restore. Look at what he says. He says he will do it by my great army which I will send. So the restoration of the years is not a nice statement to make. It's going to be done by the occupying army. It's an army that will restore the lost years we often quote the top, we forget the down. My great army, which I send amongst you. I will use that army to do the restoration. All right. Are we all here together? I'm going to say some things. Probably you've been listening to us a message, but you've not heard it coined that way. So I'm going to coin some things to you. It's not strange. It's the same thing you've been hearing, but I'm coining it differently. Are you here? All right. Now, when Genesis chapter 1, the Lord was creating the heavens and the earth. Um, can we go to verse 16? Genesis 1, 16. I want to show you something. I'll go to 18. Go to verse 18. Genesis 1, 18. Wonderful. 19. Go to 19. All right. There was evening a the of day. 20. See what 20 says. And God said, let the waters bring forth abundantly the moving creature that hath life. And a fowl that may fly above the earth in the open feminine. So, he's saying the feminine should produce the birds. The waters should produce the fishes. Next, 21. And God created great whales and every creature and all that and all kinds of winged bears because God saw it was good. 22. And the Lord blessed and said, be fruitful, multiply, and pledge the earth. And he says, fill the waters in the sea and let the fowl multiply in the earth. 23. And it was evening among the fifth days. 24. And God said, let the earth bring forth living creatures after his own kind. Cattle, creeping things, best beast of all these things. Uh 25. And God made the beast of the field of the earth after his kind. And cattle after their kind and everything that creeped upon the earth after his kind. And God saw that it was good. Verse 26. And God said, let us make man. Now, very interesting dialogue that is going on here. And I want to bring your mind to something very important. Very, very important. He said the waters should produce fish and the sky should produce birds and the earth should produce beasts. Are you here? So what it meant was that the habitat of the creature was the womb where the creature was created from. So the water produced fish. The birds were produced from the sky the beast from the earth. What it meant was that the source of the animal was its habitat, hence its sustenance. Are we here? So the fish's habitat is the water. And as the water is its habitat, then it means that's its source and what to sustain it in living. The same with the bird. The same with the beast of the field. But when he got to man, in Genesis 126, he didn't ask anything to produce man, he went to speak to the Godhead. He said, Sea produce fish, air produce birds, F produce animals. But if you say man came from the earth, in the communication, God said it is the beast that the earth produces. Man was not produced by the earth, he was produced by God. And listen. And placed in the earth, hey, 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 hey. we we'll come there. So, what it meant was that when it came to man, the womb that best man was the let us the godhead. Then, if it is the godhead that birthed man, then that is the habitat of man, and if that is the habitat of man, then that is the sustenance of man. Now, hear this. <laughs> Can I say this? the days of men are over. The days of immortals are here. I want you to soak it in. Because I just showed you something about the deception of medication. It means there are different kinds of things that come to plague the earth. We need immortal men. We need men who live eternal life. Not who have it in their soul. Not those who have it as a confession. Those who live it in their body. Are you ready for the message I want to preach? From this statement, God created certain beings. Now, this is the issue of Adam. Adam, like many of us, walked in ignorance. Satan's greatest power is not his fang, not his fork, not his red tail. It is ignorance. Once you don't know, he got you. Because you see, can I I say this? His power is ignorance because he is ignorant. Hey. Hey. so it's a trade of ignorance he gives you his ignorance for the knowledge you got can we go to genesis 3 let's try genesis 3, 3. Come, on, come on i want to show you this and the fruit. Let, let's go to one go to one go to one all right and the serpent was more subtle than any beast in the field which the lord had made and he said unto the woman Yea, god said ye shall not eat every fruit he said, have God said, ye shall not... Now, this is a very strange thing. Because in Genesis 2, God told Adam, you can eat every tree. Save the tree, which is in the center. Now, if you read it in Genesis 2, it looks as if the whole garden heard it. But no. The whole garden didn't hear it when God spoke. Because if the whole garden heard it, then Lucifer shouldn't have a problem. He would not ask a question. And let me show you why. He said, "Ye shall not eat any of every tree, because look at the question. No. Has God said, "Ye shall not eat of every tree." So Lucifer didn't even know which tree. He said, God said, "Don't eat any tree." Then look at what verse two says. And the woman said unto him, "No, no, 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 no. He said, "We shall not eat of the, He said, "We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden." So he's trying to correct lucifer's ignorance by saying that he didn't say we shouldn't eat the trees he said we can eat it verse three but the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of garden god said we should not eat it so it means that lucifer has no idea which tree it is eve who tells him then they treat ignorance That is why God didn't say you perish because of demons. You perish because of lack of knowledge. So, as soon as Satan traded this, there is something he realized Adam didn't know. <clears throat> Verse 4. Verse 4. And the serpent said, he said, he, the serpent said to her, Ye shall not surely die. Verse 5, but ye shall, he said, God knows in the dead that shall eat you, I shall be open, and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. Now this thing bothered me for a while. And it brought me to a place where I understood the reality of what Satan was doing in the garden. Isaiah 14:12. I want to take you on a journey because I want to see something that might change the way you see your life. How art thou fallen from heaven? Can we read together? Oh Lucifer. you can see this that the, the prophet is even in frustration. You know. It's like, how art thou fallen? Oh Lucifer. It's like it has pained him that Lucifer has fallen that much. Look what he said after that. Uh-huh. Thou art the son of the morning. You were cut to the ground, and that was what? You weakened the nations? Verse 13. For thou hast said, I what? Hold it. If he said this, then it means he was not in heaven. Oh, come on. If you are in heaven, what are you? What are you having this as an aspiration? So listen, look at the aspiration. I was sent into heaven, I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. Stars of God here speaks of angels. How do you know that? Stars of God here speaks of angels. I am Job 38. When the stars sang, the morning stars sang in glory. He used one-third of his tales, Isaiah 9, to deceive the stars of heaven. So stars here speaks of the angels. I will sit upon the mount of the congregation. So he is saying things that he doesn't have at the time. Oh, can we read it again? For thou hast said in thy heart, I was sent. No, you are lost because you think that Satan was in heaven. No, he was in the Feminine. This heaven is where God is. He's not talking of his where he was. The feminine is the atmospheric, he was in charge of the sky. Now i will sit also in the mouth of the it means he didn't have a seat there now the reason for this is let's go to psalm 82. psalm 82. let's let's weave this thing nicely psalm 82. no even go to 14 first go to 14 first i will sit in the congregation of god and the size are not he puts colon there he said i will ascend above the height of the clouds what is the goal of all the things he has said i will Uh Uh-huh. No, by the end of it, what did I say? I will what? Now, let's go back to Psalm 97 speaks about how Lucifer understood the foundations of the throne of God. And he didn't just understand the throne of God. Bible also says that in Ezekiel 28, he was the anointed cherub that was in charge of the throne. If you've listened to the message on the tale, righteousness. Some of you understand this one. So, the anointed cherub that covered the throne of God. So, he was one of the three angels that were in charge of protecting the throne of God. So, Lucifer was there when he saw God say in Psalm 82 through the prophet David. Psalm 82, let's go there. Psalm 82, verse 1. God standeth in the congregation of the mighty. The English throws us off. The Hebrew says, God standeth in the congregation of the elves. So it means there is a people God had in his portfolio. He judged among the gods. And Lucifer wanted to be part of this class. Number two. Look at number two. How long will you judge unjustly and accept the persons of the wicked? Three. Defend the poor and the fatherless. Do justice to the afflicted and needy. Four. Deliver the poor and needy. Rid them of the hand of the wicked. Five. They know not, neither do they understand. They walk on in darkness, ignorance. All the foundations of the earth are what? Gone where? Please, are you here? Are gone where? Six. I have said, and all Now, can I tell you something? <laughs> Lucifer saw this, and what he saw was what God was saying in Genesis 1:27: Let us make man like us. So Lucifer said, I want to be like the Most High. Because he has seen a document of a people who are like God. They sit in the heavens. They are seated together with him in heavenly places. Where Lucifer wanted to ascend to. We were others. He had arranged it. He had predestinated that dimension. In Ephesians 1, 3 down to 5. He had already arranged it. So there was a document called the Congregation of the Gods. Can I say this to you, my dear? God is not a person. God is an office. Yeah. Let me, let me preach this one. God is an office. That is why we have God the Father. God the Son. God the Holy Spirit. God is like the title of Pharaoh. It is like the title of Abimelech. It's like the title of the Caesar. It's a title. That is why we can enter that realm and he can call us God's too. Because it's an office. Mm are you here his name when he met Moses he said I am called Yahweh so God's personal name is Yahweh his son's name is Yeshua the Holy Ghost is called Spirit his name is not God the reason why when we call him God we are able to give him another competition with idols, a small G-O-D-S idols are also called gods. why? because it's a title it's an office, God is an office. Hey, 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 I wish you can get this one <laughs> because this is actually what God is waiting for. So, for the sons of God, is the same thing He said in Psalm 82: ye are children of the Most High. It means that there is coming a day that the ages are expecting those who work in the office of God. Because you see, who has ascended into the mountain of the Most High? He that has a clean hand and a clean heart. It meant that the earth could not hold Jesus bound. The heavens could not restrict supply. Nothing could stop Jesus because nothing in this world defied his Godhood. And that is what creation is waiting for. A people who have understood where they come from. That they are not mere men. They are in the class of God. Yeah. Colossians 1.10 Colossians 1.10 Now No, I knew this one eh, is something that has to rewire your mind. Because let me ask you a question. How do you know you are sons of God? But why are you having a problem that you are, you are in the office of two? The princes who are born in the palace before they even get to place of understanding. At birth, they are named the Duke of Essex, Prince of Wales. At birth. don't have to grow into sitting there because they are born by royals and their heritage gives them access to the office of monarchy why do you accept that you are a son of God but you can't sit in the office of the gods oh Jesus Christ listen the day I saw this I understood what God is looking for can I tell you this shocking thing when God came to Job, he had found a man who was in his office. So God said, I release you to him. He will not bow. Now, God didn't deliver Job from his trouble. He allowed him to go through it. I'm going to show you something. When the son of God came, the Bible says, please the father, that the son lent obedience through the many things he suffered. Hebrews 5.8. Let me not end there. There were boys called Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego. They threaten the king and say, oh king, live forever. But we are not careful to answer you in this matter. This is your image you have put the womb out. Whatever you do, do. They hit the furnace seven times. And they are putting these boys in. And Jesus decides not to quench the fire. He said, throw them in. So the boys are being thrown into the fire. And they are standing in the fire. And God has not quenched the fire. Mm. Matthew 14. Jesus waits for them. And Bible says, there is a storm on the sea and begins to walk in the water. Do you no record that he still the storm? Mm. So Jesus is walking, there's a typhoon on the left, hurricane on the right, because it's a, it's a dangerous storm. Peter is a fisherman, he saw the wind. We feel the wind, we don't see it. So to see wind means it has taken shape. It means the man is walking, and Jesus, what Jesus wanted to tell us is this, if I stop the storm before I walk, it means the storm is higher than but the realm of Godhood ah, yeah, yeah. Somebody get this is the reason why the saints who are coming suffering is not something that destroys their faith they, they are no babies I think this generation, we have to preach, preach Matardom to you again because what is coming, some of you lose your head and you're, yeah, 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 yeah. some of you will be thrown into prison and you have to get... Jesus said it himself, he said in those days they will throw you into prison said to the disciples how much more us unto whom the ends of the ages come oh man oh man listen (laughs) jesus saw the fact the storm and was walking he said peter come he said sir won't you quench the storm he said no come when we are in godhood we don't we don't deal with storms it's okay for us do you know so i went to research about eagles or something and apparently eagles like storms Because apparently, when the eagles find a storm, they get to glide. So I asked myself a question. It means when there's no storm, they use effort. It means that your greatest position of rest is when things are bad. (laughs) And you can't learn that dimension of rest when everything's okay. Can I tell you something? When God meets Moses he tells him to go down to Egypt. And Moses tells him that, you know I've killed somebody there. He says, yes. He says, you know my face is all over the place, wanted. He says, yes. That is love. You see, when we are in love, and we love our children as human beings, we shield them from disaster. But when God loves his children, he exposes them to trouble. So can I preach the message like I want to preach it? So if I'm going to enter fire, I need to be my officer a God so that the fire will not touch me, but the guys who put me there will be burnt. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I said. If this, person, this is threatening of jobs are going to come to us, men must attain Godhood. The measure of the stature of the fullness of the Son of God. So when we talk about the Son of God, you think it's a subordinate position. Do you know in the book of in the same Daniel Said I see one Like the son of God Jesus is the son of God Encased in the flesh So he was already son of God So son of God is not because you were born It does not mean because you were a child Son of God means that it is a position of hierarchy That is part of the Godhead mm. So the moment you enter that place God said now you are, you are prime Two years ago for my whole life, by the grace of God, I've been driving for about 15 years. I've never had an accident before. I've never been hit. i have I hit anyone before. 15 years. Two years ago, I was driving and some silly boy came from my blind side. You know, blind side means that left, no, he ran past this side at Legon Oponglu and crashed the front of my car. And I was like, God, this past destroyed I was going for a retreat. So I now followed this boy to, I said, what's his name? This international hostels. Went to park there, so I should follow him too. When oh, we got to the traffic light, like he sped off. I said, "We are following you to your mechanic." He sped off. I just stood at him, this place and I said, "Father, should I really?" He said, "No, don't kill him." <laughs> oh yeah, I did. I did. I just kept quiet. Just I said, "Okay." Then I said, "Lord, but I'm going to retreat." He said, "Continue." I said, "But why did you let this happen?" He said, "You are grown now." When Jacob realized his son was grown, he knew his elder brothers hated Joseph. But he rather sent him. And the Bible said a supernatural man met him. Why have you seen my brother? He said, oh, I've seen some guys there. So God even assisted him to go for trouble. And when the man entered Godhood, the Bible says, Paul's a prisoner. He prospered. He was in chains. But the Bible said, Yahweh was with him. Do you know there's no record that Jacob Hey, eh, Joseph dreamt? There's no record or that God came to explain Pharaoh's dream to Joseph. As he was standing with Pharaoh, as Pharaoh was talking, he said, the dream that Pharaoh dreameth, meant this, no time to go and pray. He had come to a place where he was in Godhood. Said, can, I, can, I, can, I, can I preach this message like I want to preach it? Because some of you don't get it. What is coming? We need the immortal ones to face it they will inject you with things, but you'll be laughing. It won't touch you. It's said you will drink poisonous things. And the only way that will happen is not your surface confession. It's the dimension of Godhood should release from your system. And I'm putting it to you as a prophet. Get ready. They are bringing things. And by force, you might have to take it. But there's a dimension of Godhood they will say, "This ones, we put them in fire, they are not by God must find that congregation of the gods. Do you know the shocking thing about the congregation of the gods? I'm getting there, I'm getting there. Also, I'm getting there. The gods are the solution to Babylon. He said, Babylon the great is fallen. Why? Revelation 17. They that came with the Lord, verse 14. They were the called, the chosen, and the faithful. And they came to wage war against the Antichrist and his dragon. Then Revelation 18 says, Babylon the Great is falling. The solution to Babylon is the holy army of the gods. So, if one Babylon to fall and this system of diabolic inventions that is going on eh, and in all these things they are doing, we need to raise an army. But not an army of people who just want to be rich. No, 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 no. There's a place in the spirit. You cease to pay them rich. You are a money magnet. Any country will show up. All the money there will find you. You are going for shopping. But you will come back with more money. You are a money magnet. There's a dimension. You don't pray for money. Money prays for you. Money begs to be in your hand. There's a realm like that. <laughs> because if you are going to squeeze economy. And they are going to stop comments. Somebody must have that faith to produce $10,000 in his wardrobe by his hand. Oh, oh man. Oh, it's like, you are not ready for this thing I'm bringing. I know, I know you are probably wondering, man of God, how is this going to happen? Listen, if you are going to work in the congregation of the gods, everything you do is strategy. You don't sleep with everybody. No, it's strategy. You know that if there's not God's strategy, it's Satan's strategy. The reason why a lot of people are weak in this is because they don't know, neither do they understand. And so we continue to walk in darkness and we die like mere men. But God is calling a people. A people. Ay, ay, ay Colossians 1 and 1 day who are with the Lord. Do you know what that means? He called us to what? Walk worthy of the Lord. The word worthy, worthy is in same value. Economically, empirically and in the same dimension of glory. What it means to say is that we are going to walk the same way God walks with. That's the office of God. That's the office of God. And I don't know what you are dealing with. Godhood is the solution. Because when you you ascend into Zion, you sit with him that is seated, and you laugh. Majariakobaba. Let him bring it. They bring you the fire, you say, we'll enter ourselves. You know, Daniel was in Godhood. He entered the lion's den without talking. He slept on lions. It was not a prayer topic. What are they doing to me? If they did it to Daniel, is it you? Brother. (laughs) Before any economic power crumbles, they enter into heightened persecution of the inhabitants. The world is about to crumble. Their final act is persecution of the world. The wickedness of men is going to go high. But the people must come up. that have gone beyond the experience of Goshen. They come with their own environment. God is their air conditioning. In Exodus 14, the Bible said, when the pillar of cloud and fire was protecting them from the from Pharaoh and his horses, God looked through the pillar in the morning. When you read it in the Hebrew, God peered. Do you know what it means? It means God was behind the pillar like a curtain. And God opened it and showed his face. And go and read it in Exodus 14. The Bible said, when they saw it, they were troubled. So even Egypt, Israel didn't know what was going on. But Egypt were troubled because said, they are God fought for them. Why? God showed his face. No, we are coming to work in a place where when they come to your house, God will just open the curtain. And the sight, look at that. <laughs> He said, God looked unto the host through. Now, if you read this English, I I wish you have something. God looked through the pillar. It means the pillar was like a veil. And God just opened it. Look at the next verse, 25. He said, It troubled them, a host of Egyptians, 25. And he says, and they took off their chariots heels and ran fast because they started shouting, let us run! Let us run! For their Lord fighted for them. And Israel didn't even know what was going on. They had slept and woken up. And God just looked through the, the, the fire and Say, ah, what is happening here? <laughs> Beloved, the next phase of your maturity is the operation at Godhood. That is what God is looking for. There is a place called the congregation of gods. That is the realm. God will come and tap you and say, Abraham is my friend. You don't sing that song. God finds you as a friend. He will tell you there are things I want to do. He found men like that who entered Godhood Moses he said I want to destroy this people and make you king he says "Sir, ah, you can't try it because on the mind of God that he may instruct him so this man knew God's mind They instruct God he told Moses this thing you are Moses told God this thing you are trying to do is bad and Bible said God repented can you imagine a man has come to the place the congregation of the Godhood he can be God's advisor imagine you are comforting and helping the helper I wish you can get this message I want to preach because in the congregation of Godhood, they operate as a unit. So God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit will discard with God the Ministers. What do you think you want to do on earth? What say you And they have to conquer because the earth has been given to us so the gods who have attained God would understand the dimensions and the import of God's jurisdictions upon the face of the earth so they can advise God it's not time, hold on because they have come to that place in the realm of God, that is what Abraham was working in, so he could tell God if they attend, do don't try it and God could agree because in that place they created man in the habitat of letters so for man to function well he has to function by letters That is why the power of fellowship is key. Because if you didn't know, fellowship, fellowship is not for making you grow in the Lord. Of course, growing in the Lord has a means. And it's a means to the end that you be like God. So growing in the Lord is for you to be like God. So that this thing we call fellowship is the means of operating in your office as a God. Because when Adam walked with God, he brought the animals to him. To see what Adam would call it. And that which Adam called a thing, that's what it was. So if God has created a lion, and Adam calls it horse, it means everything a horse will do with a lion's body, the lion will do. It means that, oh, can I preach it like this? When a man is speaking, you see in the Hebrew, speaking is also spirit. is the release of words. And those words has gaseous exchange with it. It meant that God had created all the animals, brought it to Adam. Adam gave animation. And function to the lion. So, for the lion to roar, Adam had to approve. So he said, shoo, lion. As he spoke, breath left him and gave lion. So it means that God has created, but he wanted to complete creation with him. This is the reason why, when he finished creating, there was nothing on the earth. In Genesis 2, because Adam must grow and stand by his side so that together, I want to say something. Can I say it? Adam was in charge of the rain. So once Adam was not there, God couldn't cause it to rain. He would rather send a mist. Elijah found it. And he locked it. No matter how much they prayed, God would tell the people, someone has locked the door. We have to wait another three and a half. If he releases it, we are not going anywhere. Because somebody has found the keys to rain making. No wonder he said in Job 38, has thou known the womb of the ice? Canst thou tell where the dew is formed from? So it means somebody found the keys to where rain can be opened. So the man showed up and said, according to my word. Now a prophet in that time must say, that saith the Lord. But Elijah has come to Godhood. Now do you understand why? He said, according to my word. So even what I'm saying, God has to subscribe. Because we are in the Godhood. It's a council meeting. I veto this matter here. What is coming? Will require you entering that dimension of immortality. Mm. Because your genes must begin to react by God. What is it they had we don't have? We have more. If this same spirit. That raised Christ from the dead dwells in you. He shall quicken. He shall quicken. He shall quicken. The spirit of the ancient God, the one that was before the waters ever came, the one that brooded over the waters, the one that rested on Samson, the one that came on Elijah. The one that told Elisha the prince of the Assyrians. That one that came upon Jesus and impregnated Mary. That one that sat on him and said, This is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. The one that led him and was anointed with the Holy Ghost and power that he went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. That one that showed up on Pentecost. That one that was on Paul. That one that was on Philip. He said, That same spirit is in you. What is happening? What is happening? And you don't realize... That the little, little appetites you are engaging in is a training for manhood rather than godhood. So you are lying. You are lasting. It's It's just immobilizing your ability. Because I told you, he exchanges ignorance. They know not. Neither do they understand. Because if you understood that the foundations of the world are dependent on you, that guy will not succeed. Because you know I cannot destroy the nation Ghana. Some of you think that one you slept with was just for fun. It was probably a foundation issue that had to do with the whole nation of Ghana. If Joseph slept with Potiphar's wife, he would have been stuck as Potiphar's wife's side side boy. Then it means you will never get to Pharaoh's house. It means he's not going to interpret the dream. It means his father would die in famine. You see, sometimes you do things in the moment, but you don't realize... Destroy foundations of the years to come because you don't see. You don't see. I'm telling you, this is I've told God, I said, Lord, give my generation gravity, let them measure an action today in the next 10 years. Before you dishonor your pastor, let show you what that dishonor will do in 20 years. You will think twice. Hmm. It's time, oh we have to stop playing this childish thing because I have told you, the days of men are over it is now the time for the immortals, and what is coming you need dimensions where you can walk through fire because if you don't know, some of you will be set they will arson your houses they will do things, yeah, is not magic it's around us it's around us yeah yeah he said they will fall upon the sword the sword will go through them now shall break their rank. Jehovah 2. They will follow their sword, shall go through them. It means after that they'll stand up. God He say when the sword goes through them, they'll be wicked. He said they'll will, they will fall on the sword, the sword will pierce them. In Jehovah chapter 2, I think from 5 down. He said it will go through them, it will hurt them, but they'll stand up and they'll still be in rank. They are not zombies. They're operating at immortal life. Eternity is flowing through their veins. He said they shall run like mighty men. Aye aye, I love this. He said, like men of war, they shall march, everyone in his ways. What did he say? He said, the sword shall go. Yeah. What does he say? Next one? Next verse? Yeah. He said, shall. He, said, he said, he said, they shall, everyone, he said, even they, when they fall on the sword, they shall not be wounded because they are walking immortally. So the army that is coming, the occupy army, is an army that cannot be hurt. Oh. I always quote this wonderful scene in 300 Spartans. We're putting these immortals that they are killed. Immortals that were killed. They heat them like a wall. And this MSC came in charge of Zexis' armies. Has come to describe what they will do to them. And he said, You've done this thing. We shall deal with you. And when we deal with you, you'll not be able to fight. He said, We are ready to fight. And he said, Tonight, even this afternoon, the arrows of Zexis will blacken the sand. And the man smiled and said, then we shall fight in the shade. No, you can see somebody who is testy. No disappointment to stop the battle. No, some of you, when you lose a loved one, that's the end of your Christianity. You are still a babe. And can I announce to some of you, some of you are not going through anything because you can't handle it. Not spiritual. Have you seen what you do to babies? When they do wear, you give it to them, Everything, everything they'll eat. Some of you, that's what God is doing to you. You are still babies, so you have to be giving you toffee. That's not doing you. You say, take, he'll you, you, you and you'll dance with you small. God, God will just be doing bam 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 Because, and you are happy. My God, there he answers everything. No, 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 you have not come to Sonship. There's a place in Sonship, you will shout, Eloi, Eloi, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? He said, it's time to die. Jesus, the son of God, prayed a prayer and God didn't answer. Imagine, even Jesus couldn't get answers to all that prayer. There's a place in San Shepo. He won't answer you. I didn't come to Pamper you tonight. Because God told me, he said, bring my army to prep. Because that's what I intend. Also, Mark 4 shocked me. Jesus was asleep in the boat. Mark four Let's go there. Let me end with this one. I, I, I wish I didn't end, but let me end so we can pray. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll flow. Don't worry. Now, Mark chapter 4, verse 34. Let's go there. <laughs> Don't be saying such things to me. You know how I can be. <laughs> By the time you realize this, please. Mark chapter 4, verse 34. Yes. What does it say? Want to go? Uh huh. Uh huh. Oh, is that what you are saying? Okay. Are you reading it together or what? But without a parable, speak he not unto them. And when they were alone, he expounded all things to his disciples. 35. And the same day, when it was even, he said to them, let us pass over to the other side. Verse 36. And when they had sent away the multitude, they took him even as he was in the ship. And there was also with him other little ships. 37. And there arose... A... Do you have another version? Do you have amplified message? Uh-huh. And Jesus uh-huh, was what's in the stand, head on the pillow, sleeping. There, no, go back to 37. In the message. And a huge storm, uh-huh, waves poured into the boat, threatening to sink it. It means that there was considerable water in the boat. Because if, they, because if you understand the waterways, even the canoes they use from Kede to wherever, that small canoe, there's water always inside. There's a certain amount of water in it. So when it gets to the place where it was strengthening to sink it, it means it was a considerable amount. But the shocking part is, considerable amount means that. Jesus is at the lower deck. And those at the upper deck are seeing water. So it means Jesus' hand is probably in the water. Preaching a message. And he's still asleep. (laughs) I wish my people would hear what I'm trying to say. (laughs) Jesus was in the water. His hand, he said the waters were beating the boat. And it was already become filled. So Jesus could feel the water. But the water didn't disturb his sleep. That's it. (laughs) But he himself was in the stern of the boat, asleep on the leather cushion. And they are walking. So don't you care that we are perishing? That statement implies that he is aware. (laughs) It means they could see that he is feeling the water. Oh, am I preaching a message? (laughs) Verse 39. Verse 39. And he arose and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Hush now, it's muzzled, and the wind sees, sank to rest, as if it had been exhausted, its own beating, mm. did you understand what he just said, how can the wind, keep quiet, as if someone has beaten it, it means this is not a normal wind, because for the wind to hush, as if someone has beaten it, so it is exhausted from excessive beatings, oh my god, was immediate calm, a perfect peacefulness. Forty. This is what I want you to see. And he said to them, why are you so timid and fearful? It means that when Jesus said we go to the other side, even the ship sinks will get there like a submarine. It means that hear this, the goal of Jesus was not to steal the storm. If it was left with him, he would have slept through the sinking. So it is because of them. Some of the miracles, it's not because God is faithful. It's because you are timid. Ah! Now, now take note of what I said. Some of them. Because you are timid. If he doesn't stop it, if he doesn't heal you, if he doesn't give you the breakthrough marriage, you'll give up. So sometimes, because you are timid, and you can't firmly rely on him, he gives it to you. Oh, take, 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 take. So you don't lose your faith. That's why when you see a pastor going through tribulation, it's not that he's not anointed. He's a son. He's matured. He can handle the death of children. And he can continue. Reverend still lost two children in a day. He has not quit ministry. He's still preaching. He doesn't even talk at all. If you don't even know, you will not know he lost two children. He had four children. Two boys, two girls. Two girls died in one day. Two girls died in one day. He didn't say, I'm tired. What is my reward of preaching? He's still preaching. You see great men of God divorce. It's not because they don't want to marry you you as a member have you seen the way they sometimes they punch you you take it cool and you come to church like that then you come because you know if you don't dance they'll catch you so there's uh, something that make me happy it's a lie they are beating you in the house (laughs) and you are enjoying but a man of God goes through this and some people when they divorce they don't come to church again because they feel too ashamed so for a man of God to divorce and still preach you salute his anointing mean, all these men of God who have divorced and are still preaching even about marriage I wonder their courage because there's something about human conscience when you are guilty of a crime you can't talk about it so Satan is aiming disaster to shut you down but if somebody can sit in the boat <laughs> Jesus is thinking and Jesus said, yeah and we are going to the other side the other side say yeah alright also, when you come and the master is asleep, and you can see that his hand is twitching in the water, it should tell you that join him to sleep. Ah! Sleep. ah. <laughs> <laughs> <Hey>! <laughs> Beloved, because there's a realm of the gods, the elements of the world are inconsequential to what we we'll do. In the realm of God, a virgin is enough for a child. In the realm of God, five loaves of bread is enough. One bread of Baal Shalisha is enough to feed hundred people. In the realm of God, scarcity is not a discussion. In the realm of God, lack of men is not the issue. In the realm of God, no house is a, it's not a problem. Because you are in a certain realm. In that realm, you don't need supply. You are the supplier. You don't need... No, no, no. That's why Jesus. Jesus. How's that with Jesus? namas tonight there's a mountain we must climb and do you know how we climb that mountain can I say this with all humility no one was born an alcoholic alcoholism is acquired taste you drank one it was bitter you drank the second time it was slightly bitter after many usage it's had a new taste and when you master it, you know everybody can drink wine, but not everyone is a connoisseur of wine. Yeah. Because there's a way to, they tell you there's a way, you, you drop the tongue and so that you run the, the wine over your tongue in St. Bibri. And you swell the, and, oh, connoisseur usage. It means that, sir, I was speaking to a man, I think we were together with him, daddy went to preach there, and he's about 65 plus, so he said it doesn't take sugar. Remember, it was, we are mentioning our church names and he was surprised. And this man said, he doesn't take sugar. And he made a statement that I thought about later on. He said, strangely enough, everything in life has its original taste. Rice has its natural taste. Tomato has its natural taste. All the things we add to it is acquired taste. We were born to taste stew like that. But if you were born without salt in your rice, you don't see anything wrong when you eat saltless rice. Because it's acquired taste. So it means that everything you have a taste for is acquired. Then it means that to have a taste for God, hear me, it's acquired. And if it's acquired, then it means if I drank God last week, I must drink him this week. Because the same way when I drank alcohol the first time, it tasted bitter, I must keep drinking till I'm used to the taste. It's the same way we have to drink God. The more I'm praying, it's painful. I'm waking up at dawn. It's not nice. I'm stretching myself. It's not nice. A day comes. You fast to a point where when you eat, you rather have runny stomach because it's a quiet taste. The reverse now happens to you. Your body does not like food. It is okay when you have not eating. Am I preaching to somebody? Listen. <laughs> a day comes. Aya ya. A day comes. What is strange to your person becomes your natural estate because it's acquired taste acquired also, the reason why somebody was told when he's dating or he's married to cheat on his wife is because of acquired taste he acquired in courtship he was able to cheat on his wife so once you cheat like that you've learned how to break covenant and promise acquired taste so it's not like all the men of God or all the people who are working and they've not cheated on their wife it's not that the thought doesn't come we've acquired a taste What's that for? we've not acquired a taste there's nothing you put in a Lomo that will attract me. I don't know how it tasted before. But some of you, you drank Lomo raw, original. Now that they've added ginger lemon, you're like, mm, I know how ginger tastes. I know how lemon tastes. I'm wondering the combination. So now, child of God, you see the bottle sweating, you are wondering. acquire taste. That is why it is the glory you have tasted of that becomes the glory you miss. Because you've acquired that taste before. So those who are, usually people who caught the fire in secondary school, the blessing of continuity is in what they used to remember. Just like I remember when I used to pray in the bush. Like, now this is when you pray, you don't even feel the grow. Your voice is going, like, You want that thing again, like, So you want to bring it back. acquire taste. Beloved, God is also a taste that can be acquired. He said, oh, taste. Can I tell you something? I was, I was doing a research, research and I came across a certain very powerful scientific proof. When it comes to God, the proof of God is not in a preaching. The proof of God is not in a miracle. The proof of God is in your personal tasting. That's what God said. Come and drink. So the way you prove that God exists is tasting himself, yourself. It's not someone talking about him to you. So the proof of God is in your personal tasting. Oh, come, taste, eat, and see that the Lord is good. So the goodness of God is not in my story, I tell you. It's in how much you yourself participate in him. God is an acquired taste. And that acquisition of that taste is what will bring us the leverage. Into the glorious pinnacle of Zion. And people are rising up. They will vanish in trouble. And people are going to show up. When the enemy shows up. You can't be seen. And people will walk beyond CCTV cameras. And they know they walked. But the camera didn't pick their image. And people are coming. And I believe I hear. Because if you are hearing this. Because when I was coming the Lord opened my eye. And I saw an angel that looked like ivory. And this angel had no face. It looked like an ivory statue that had entered this auditorium. Five of them. And as they stood there, God said, look well. I saw what looked like blood flowing through them. But when I looked closely, it was not blood. It was like molten lava. And that was what was flowing in their system. Then all of a sudden, I saw at the base of the church, molten lava was underneath this foundation. And God said to me, he says, I am reigniting flames. Listen, there are flames about to be reignited. (laughs) There are dimensions of God you once walked in. There are strategies of the spirit that were normal to you. There were times you will feel a knock on the door and feel a notch on your leg. And you woke up, and you had energy to pray for three hours. There was a season before you had any meeting. God told you what to be discussed before you entered that meeting. There was a time before a call came through. God would tell you you are about to receive a call from this person. There was a season temptation was far from you. You really stood and wondered, how come I don't feel tempted anymore? A glory. When they enter the realm of God Righteousness Holiness Consecration is contagious. When you hang out With people who work in that office There is something about them that immobilizes You to sin There is everything about them That energizes you to be spiritual They are not mere men People see them on your status And say who is that guy They provoke inquisition. Who is that man by your status? There is something about him. They are in the office of God. They don't build business as usual. They are them that do business in great waters. Yet the waters don't drown them. They can't lose their spirituality. They are the salt of the earth. America is too small to make them lose their fire. They are fiery everywhere. Babylon is little for the agenda they have. They came with structure of So whilst they were making Daniel president, it didn't get to his head. He opened the window every day and prayed for the salvation and the restoration of Israel. Nehemiah was not confused as being the king's cupbearer. He used opportunity to rebuild his nation. He served in joy. One day he showed up downcast The king said Your joy has always been cheering me up What is wrong with you? He said how can I be excited When the city of my God Lieth in ruins He said what is it you need? Can you imagine a king giving you an edict To go for all the materials you need And spend as long as you need In rebuilding your country When he was your best servant Men carried gold Why have you made your life about that marriage? Because you are not dating? Hell must break loose here. Why? Gods don't do that. They sit in the council of the heavenlies, They understand agenda. The he that believeth does not make haste. Your haste is a proof you still doubt. There is coming a day those who know their God Daniel 11.32 those who know their God shall be strong and do exploits but when I checked it in the Hebrew it said the people that keep knowing their God so it is not yesterday's knowledge it's an ever present pursuit put Hosea 6.3 there and as we pray He said, then shall we know if we follow on to know the Lord? He's going forth literally in the the Hebrew, He's coming unto us. He's prepared as the morning. He will come unto us as the rain. The latter and the former rain upon the earth. What is He saying? We are going to know Him till He shows up. So we will not know Him yesterday and by the time He comes we have stopped looking for Him. Our knowing is an everyday pursuit. the day he pops up in the cloud then shall we know as we follow on to know the Lord. what is it you are dealing with today it's time to ascend it's time to climb he said to John come up hither there's a place of perspective there's a dimension where you should be seated I pray for you that you don't get to heaven And understand in pain Why God delayed that marriage You understand later that ah, It was his divine agenda No wonder he says In all things Give thanks For this is the will of God Some of you God wants you to have miracle babies In heightened pandemic Some of you You are going to be miracle workers in the hospital Nurses will be shocked are the children that will come out of you until that time he's waiting I've shared it here before God waited for Elizabeth to hold on in faith because Mary was not yet born so this woman had passed the marriage age was in her 30s in her 40s and in her 50s Mary was now of age why? what she carried must announce what she carries So, till the one who will carry the Messiah accepts the word, she's not going to be pregnant. Because Elizabeth's child is connected to Mary's child. Some of you don't know your babies are connected to certain things and events in your family. If you only knew, and how do you know? Ascend into the mount of the Most High, sit in the congregation of the gods. Have I not said, ye are gods. We sit in council. We discuss the matters of the earth. This is where God wants us to get to. A people he can walk into at any time, as it is written. He will dwell in them, and he will walk in their midst, and he will be their God, and they will be his people. How have you not shortchanged yourself with these filthy pleasures of the earth? No, there's something higher. God do not reward you for a good marriage? No. Occupy till I come The occupying army Are the people Who are trading with what God put in them And because we trade Our preaching Our praying Our evangelism Our planting churches He said he that will let Will let no more when he's taken away Because it is our preaching Evangelism that is staying the Antichrist from showing up. If you get too selfish and think about your house and car, the Antichrist will gain grounds, he will show up more, and you might be caught unawares. But every preaching you preach, every healing you heal, every soul you bring to Christ is the occupation of the occupying army it's time to change your tastes <laughs> it's time to acquire the taste of God again God was once upon a time sweet to you when you got born again only God only church now you want party now you want alcohol now you want girls did they deliver you from that to go back to it no there's a congregation of the gods he cause us come come if you think he's boring enter that congregation you will hear mysteries you will have thoughts in the spirit that will blow your mind I came for a people that are ready to be baptized with the baptism of glory the baptism of fire lift it up Father, I acquire taste again. Father, I acquire taste of again. We sit in the office of God. We sit in the office of God. We sit in the office of God. God bless you for listening. We pray that the Word of God will be rooted and grounded in your heart as you give attention to the Word.